Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. LennonSmith.com. I'd like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We've received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as isosthenuria and baby wipe outs. So I'll try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Dr. London, I am so excited to talk about, once again, our upcoming streaming service. We're getting ready to launch. Yes! I'm thinking, I'm thinking Q5 2025. Okay. Yes. 26. Maybe like Q6 26. Is this, sorry, is, I just want to clarify on this. Is this QAnon or is this quarter? That I haven't been able to figure out. But of course, we are launching our own streaming service. Watch out Netflix. Watch out Hulu. HBO, you're cool. It's fine. But Dr. London has actually, um, y- you wanted to get a bit more serious. I guess you were saying, you know, this is a medical podcast. If we're going to, you know, have this like crazy, awesome service that everyone can use, why don't we have some like actual medical shows? Right. And I like because, uh, you know, I I like the whole idea of, you know, a spoonful of sugar does sometimes help medicine go down. We've been I feel like we've been doing like um, like maybe a big bucket of the hateful content. Which is great for getting views, but then it's only like a spoonful of the medicine. And do you see, like... I think you should clarify, because people will get the wrong idea when you say hateful content. It's, it is, a lot of the content is like us listing the stuff that we hate, and a lot of it's like foods that we well, don't like. Okay, no, it's also pictures of it. Like, it's not just a list, it's also pictures. Oh, yeah, and you go, ugh. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, oh, this again? This? And I point to it. Yeah. And that is projected to be our most successful show. Yeah. Well, okay, of course, we've, we haven't launched any of these, but it's testing really well. Yeah. Uh, mostly on the lawn. We projected on the wall of the house. And uh, the, the people have, a few people have stopped to look at it. Well, even a few stray dogs, which I yeah. thought was really crazy. That could, we can market with that. Yeah. And Dr. Lennon, this is actually what, sort of what I wanted to talk about is, you know, you wanted to do this really, really serious medical drama. Yes. That you said it was completely accurate mm-hmm. to the point where you it would teach people medicine. Yeah. I said, "What if there was a talking dog?" Yeah. And so we compromised, mm-hmm. and we came up with Woofy MD. Yes. Uh, Woofy MD is the sort of the biggest uh, project. So the, we, you know, we get it out of the way in the beginning. Of course, the Airbud idea of like, there's no rule against this. And like, there's there is no rule that says a dog can't be a dog tur. Yes, right. And that's uh, I'm, I'm kind of giving away one of the uh, really the best joke. Like there are not a lot of good jokes in it because it is a drama. Yeah, it's mostly serious. It's deadly serious. I mean, we actually we have a few. We've only really written sort of just like a speck of the first ten minutes or so. Yeah. But we can go through a, maybe a page or two, Doctor London. Yeah, yeah. Who who are you playing in this? Because you're the human. Yeah, I'm a patient. You're the patient. Okay, but you're the second lead as a patient. Are you? Is this okay? I guess we can just figure this out in this. Well, in I'm the chronically scene. ill. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Is that you're in every episode? You're sort of the second lead as as the patient. 
And then, of course, I'll go ahead. Of course, for the dog, we are really hoping for, like, my neighbor, Frank. He has a crazy voice that sort of sounds like a dog. But if we can't get him, then... I was going to say, yeah, it's... Well, we are hoping your neighbor Frank's dog as well, right? Yes, because it, it can sort of say, like, Arararo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I'll, I'll say, like, since I've... It, a lot of the medical writing has fallen to me. I, I've been trying to come up with medical words that sound kind of like whatever the dog says. I've been trying to, like, like I've come up with diagnoses and, you know, signs and symptoms that will match what the dog says. So it has been a pretty big challenge in writing. Yeah, but that's why, you know, you're the human in the show. You're the one who really grounds it, Dr. London. Yeah, by being a Because, yeah, it's a little goofy, it's a little silly, but it's also deathly serious. Yeah. So if we want to open up on, just just go ahead and, and start this scene. Yeah. Am I reading for, for myself, or do you want me to read as the, the dog? Just to clarify. Uh, I'll be reading as the dog. You go okay, ahead and read okay. as your character. Okay. I don't know what your character's name is. Is it just Dr. London? Uh, yeah. yeah I, I'm sorry. I, yeah, it's your I am going. I am playing myself as a physician who's sick. And people, people may not realize that. Sorry, just as a background. And it, we explained this earlier in the episode. Uh, professional courtesy is a big part of medicine. Uh, if, if a doctor shows up, they usually get the free health care. And it is kind of the, the one great thing about American medicine. And so the, the Dr. London character really takes advantage of this. Okay. <clears throat> Interior. A hospital bedroom. Hey, what's up? Hey guys, I'm back. Um, yeah. So just uh, I, yeah, I feel sick again is the reason. <laughs> Spina bifida, but that only happens to babies. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Wow. What a scene, and you can see how it has the just sort of like this crazy world with this talking dog. Um, so we're we're pretty pumped about that. So that's our producer Cameron. Woofy MD is the show. Cameron, we have a sponsor today. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we all know that first impressions matter, and if you're not taking care of your skin, that's going to be the first thing that someone notices. And they'll think you're way older or that you just don't care about how you look. And you can show them that you do care and make a great first impression with Caldera Lab, where compliments are guaranteed. Now, um, we found out that you can actually use this to gain some employment. Uh, Whenever you... Okay, in every spy movie, you'll notice that the spies tend to be very nicely skinned people. Okay? so. Cameron and I were both at a temp agency just trying to pick up work, and we happened to, they saw our skin, and so we landed some jobs as sort of temp, temp jobs at, at a spy agency. So, so we're international spies now just because they were like, well, people this handsome with this glowing of a skin? It's just too good, yeah. They need to be like CIA or FBI or whatever, because you've seen those movies. Yeah, oh yeah. That's, and that is- They're gorgeous. Yeah. So beautiful. The, the downside to the, where we've been relegated, though, is like there is kind of a decent amount of paperwork 
to being a spy. Yeah, and that's because we are temps and we're new, so we're sort of the freshmen there. That is, um, that is, that that that's kind of, that's kind of it. Yeah. So if 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 you've seen in whatever James Bond movies or Mission Impossible, that whenever they like have a really nice car that they crash into the water, um, and then they just go to the next scene. So we're the ones hanging out over there and like talking to people about it and we're handling insurance things yeah we're we're helping things out whenever there's like damage to a city because of a car chase we have to handle someone has to handle that you can't just leave that be it's it's a great job it's it's nice to have a job okay and it's neat to be a spy but i love that someone is actually giving me work in this economy yeah but um so uh, Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products, and the regimen leads off their product lineup. It's a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Uh, the regimen includes three products, the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. The clean slate starts an end your day. It leaves uh, all skin types refreshed with this face wash. The base layer is your daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin and jumpstart your day full of confidence, which, like, that... I think that confidence did help me to get this, to land this gig. So, like, once again, I do want to say, like, I appreciate it, but... Like I, re- they 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 will not put us in the field. Really, is is one of the issues. Uh, it's yeah, and I mean, you, some people might be saying, "Well, you, you guys are temps. Should you be in the field? Is that is that safe?" I'm ready, chief. That's my response. I'm ready, chief. And you don't have to like give us a gun or anything. Like that sounds scary. But like the running part s- seems like really good cardio. You know, the parkour stuff would be cool. Maybe let me drive a car every once in a while. Yeah. Company car. Why like, not just sit in a meeting? Every time I've seen these spy movies, there's these big boardroom meetings, and those are filled with people who don't talk. No one knows what they do. They're just sort of jotting down notes. I would love to be in one of those meetings. Oh, I got to be in one actually. Oh, yeah. Well, they because I've just been in the, the cubicles all day. I didn't realize. No, it's, I mean. Well, how big is your window? Oh, you you were able to look into the boardroom. You couldn't hear what they were saying. Is that what you're... Well, mine is... I got the corner office. So, like, mine's a pretty big window to the outside. So, uh... but It's a quarter cubicle. I mean... Yeah. To call it an office, I think is... And yes, from your... You can see in the small window into the boardroom. Yeah, I guess I should have been now. From here. It's not the boardroom in our building. I am looking across at the other building, but I. Oh, okay, yeah. But I've definitely been like in on it, and I I'm almost able to read lips. I think so. Oh wow! I almost know what they're talking about. You're so lucky. Yeah. So uh, there's also the good in the Caldera's lineup in the regiment. Uh, The good is your go-to functional multifunctional serum at night to help your skin look tighter and smoother, reduce the visibility of fine lines and wrinkles. Every drop of that serum is packed with 3.4 million antioxidants to protect your skin. And the Caldera Lab Icon Eye Serum is also here to address the three most common skin concerns around the eye, the fine lines, dark circles, and puffiness. And you know, Caldera Lab is the leader in men's skincare, made only with top-tier ingredients. And clinical trials have found that 94% of men's skin showed an overall younger-looking appearance after using Caldera Lab for a few weeks. So it's just one minute morning and night to reduce your wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging, help you get your, your temp job, at a spy agency um really i guess to to really i guess to level up you know maybe you too can get a corner office where you see meetings across at the other skyscraper 
Well, and that and that's good for you, Dr. London. I would say, you know, be aware of the job offers you are going to be like getting once you start using these products. Because you, for me, I know Dr. London is so lucky he gets to see all these meetings and he's so close to reading lips. But for me, I just feel like I was also offered to be like president of the United States. And I'm really, because that's usually the most handsome man in America. And I, I should have taken that. I really regret it going with the spy thing. I guess I don't see, I don't see you like that's a big office you know and i don't really see you fitting that well i was gonna i was thinking just to save room we're gonna do cubicles in the oval office okay. and then you we would can change have, it yeah to yeah. adapt to what you're comfortable with i would i really think uh, like the it's it's due time the white house looks like a um like a we work yeah yeah not the nintendo but the other one uh oh and I should say, just for our audience, we do have an exclusive offer, the best offer available anywhere. Use code jockdoc at calderalab.com and get 20% off right now. That's 20% off with code jockdoc at calderalab.com and make unforgettable first impressions where compliments are guaranteed. That's 20% off at calderalab.com with code jockdoc. And later, uh, we're excited because we're expecting a special guest. Uh, but before we move on to that... Um, we uh, would like to address a bit of listener feedback. So for a long time, our listener demographic was primarily composed of mole women, thanks to the underground feminist movement. However, in our efforts to cater to them, we found that we were neglecting the many bot accounts that download our podcast. So uh, this week's uh, bot comment comes from uh, TikTok. It was a response to our video where we clarified uh, about FYP for you page. What does all that mean? Um, and it comes from user at Lauren locks quote three grinning face with sweat emojis. So uh, it, it sounds like you're in danger. It sounds like maybe someone is holding you hostage. And so I would say maybe send us one more of those emojis just to let us know if it's, if it's really an emergency and if not, then shame on you. If not, we're going... Here, let's put it this way. You being in an emergency right now would be great for the podcast. Really? Like, publicity-wise? For our exposure, it would be so fantastic. And so if you're sort of just kind of, like, leading us along here, I'm going to have to call the authorities. DJ Dillon. Yes. Like, you don't... You do not want DJ Dillon involved because, first of all, like, he, he recently got a taser. And he doesn't know how to use it yet, but the moment he does... No, but he can throw it really hard. I mean, not like super hard, but... and Yeah, because he also hasn't figured out how to put batteries in it, which I think is part of why he hasn't figured out how to use it. But like yeah. once he Well, he's does, usually holding like two sodas. That's kind of been his bit lately, is that he's like, what if I was drinking two sodas? Uh, uh, you'd be doing that? Like, okay. Yeah, it just seems like maybe just get like a larger soda that's a frustration uh so anyway thank you so much for that comment uh i hope i hope our response helps you and we'll tailor the podcast hopefully to um i guess work with these uh kidnapping situations in the future so thank you very much now for today's medical topic creutzfeldt jakob disease or cjd Creutzfeldt Jakob disease belongs to the family of diseases known as the transmissible spongiform encephalopathies, or TSEs, are caused 
by transmissible protein particle. Uh, so it's not caused by a virus or bacteria, it's caused by a protein known as a prion. Uh, and this is why, you know, in addition to uh, heat and moisture to, uh, to sort of sanitize, uh, sterilize things, uh, they'll also use bleach and other products uh, because this protein has to be killed off. Anyway, um, human TSEs, like Creutzfeldt Jakob disease, or CJD, uh, they share the following characteristics. It's a prolonged incubation period of several years, a progressive debilitating neurologic syndrome that is fatal, pathologic changes in the central nervous system consisting of three classic features of spongiosis, gliosis, and neuronal loss, and finally, it can spread uh, without the body's immune system reacting with immediacy. So it spreads kind of more easily without your knowledge. Is that what this is? The spread that's been on me? Okay, no, that's, so, whenever, I know you got excited about your spray tan, so excited that you decided to concoct your own by mixing a spray tan with something else. I don't know what the something else was. Brown mustard. Not, not like mustard that's supposed to be brown, but just like really old mustard that it's sort of um, curdled in a way. So I, I guess, so I think you have curdled spray tan. And that's is that what this is because the doctors didn't have a name for it either i should tell them this just because yeah, well, they see another patient with this yeah yeah that's that's true like i think if you had given them because i i know that historically when you do go to the hospital and you ask doctors what is this uh they'll say like um you know please leave right you, stop calling like, my wife at in. such weird hours yeah that's kind yeah. of the and that's why you don't get the answers you yeah. want usually so uh well my guy lately anyway, um, i mean he's a dog this is sort of what the show's based off of um a dog right? yeah, he, yes. my, my doctor lately has been just sort of uh he's not he hasn't been helpful i guess i should say well i to you from your perspective yeah yeah well he mostly just like but runs also, away he stole my sandwich yeah well like can you really own a sandwich i think would that be, was it, what the dog was sort of saying yeah it was a general vibe i got yeah yeah okay so um anyway uh so yeah these uh tses especially Creutzfeldt jacob disease uh they're resistant to sanitation methods that would normally be effective against viruses bacteria and um cjd Creutzfeldt jacob disease is a rapidly progressive dementia with myoclonic jerks like what happens in seizures and in these patients the cerebral spinal fluid will typically have a 1433 protein but a biopsy is the most accurate method to diagnose it. And there's really no specific therapy for it. Yes. Cameron, you said that we have a guest today. That's right, Dr. London. Okay. Um, I say that as if I don't. I already know. I'm actually pretty excited. Uh, this is our guest. And she's sort of pretend, supposed to pretend she's not even here, but I'm pretty excited about it. Hello. Hi. Uh, my name is Dr. London.com. This is producer Cameron. Uh, Lulu. You made it. I did. Uh, Thank you for having yeah. me, guys. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, I, you, I don't want to like go overboard with this, but like we've been talking about a streaming show, and this is another sort of documentary reality twist. I don't. Is it? Is is it going to be a documentary or a reality show? I guess that's one of my questions here. Well, I mean, I'm here under the guise of a documentary, so I think we'll go the documentary route. Uh, Okay. 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 Sure. Whatever. Yeah. As long as, so, but like, Lulu's gonna follow me around. It's, I think Doctor London's trying to ask how much 
control you have over the narrative is that kind of what you're getting at dr london by trying to differentiate between yeah just like you know i can i I, can I try different line? Yeah, like yeah. You want to you want it to be a documentary with sort of like producer intervention. I think the most important part is that you're authentic, uh, and the audience will be able to gather from that uh, what we're kind of going for. Right, okay. How do I? Okay. If, and if I were gonna, if I if I were okay, um, yeah. Oh, sh- great. Uh, <clears throat> so. But we're, we're very excited to have you and very excited to, yes, talk about this upcoming project that is going to be launched on our streaming service. We're thinking Q729. Yes. Uh, if, yeah, 20, I mean, that's, that's really pushing it really close um, for, for how much footage we're going to get and how much you're going to have to sift through because like, I do so much stuff as part of it. I'm a bit light on the details here. What exactly is this documentary about? It's just following London or is it... We have uh, we we have some other people that we're also going to be tailing as well. Um, a lot of them are currently uh, facing some lawsuits in the medical uh, industry. Oh, okay. So it's good to have some contrast between like these uh, can I say quacks <laughs> and someone like someone like me who's you know I'm not a doctor I'm a, I'm a doctor. That'll be up for the audience to decide. Yeah, but like, so, uh, you shouldn't use that clip in the. You're not going to use what you just did in the show, right? Wait, but what I did? Because like, I feel well, authentic. I have to play. I have to play it like a muff. Okay. Um. So do, do we? Uh. So so do I do what I normally do, or do you want me to do another? Do we play? You said it's. Just just do what you normally do. That's all we need. Well, I want to hear about some of the other people that you've you're you're getting for this documentary. Are they is it, these are other doctors, but these are they're like or are they mostly like doctors who have lost their licenses or To give you an idea, it's the type when you put on television at like 2 in the afternoon, anybody that says doctor before their name that's the kind of vibe we're going for. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, my buddy uh, Grandon, Dr. Grandon, said that he, like, that he was approached for a documentary. And, like, he was, like, really funny guy. Really funny. But, like, had, <clears throat> like, he kept bringing other stuff into surgery, basically. He would bring his lunch and whatever and be chomp and, and like technically would break sterile field uh you know you're not supposed to touch this but like and he would drop stuff into the body and whatever well yeah you drop your phone once into a body and forget to take it out and people freak out about it well and then you go to get it out which is just responsible yeah and they get even madder yeah and like yeah you you expedited a little bit and like I don't know. The wounds weren't fully healed. The words wounds were fully healed. Both of those are a problem. Apparently like there's no kind of like no good answer at that point. So yeah. Uh, but that actually, that happened to Dr. Grandin. Um, not to me. So like that's yeah. Well, so with the streaming, I don't know if you, you want to feature the fact that I'm kind of, I sure I do the doctor thing. Sure. I see a few patients, but I also, and like fewer, fewer now, huh? Then I, than I used to. Dr. Leonard, what are you talking about? Have, has something... I'm just going to go out on a limb here. 
Has something happened lately that would land you in, say, a documentary about doctors who are going through some like controversial stuff? Uh, so I guess so. When I say that my my practice, uh, the sign is messed up. It's really that I moved into a bar. Um, I practice. I've tried to practice medicine in a bar. Um, they rent out a corner for me. Uh, Thursdays it's karaoke, but for but the rest of the week it's me. Well, I'm really good at karaoke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. Is this? I I gotta ask, uh, Lulu. Is this like primarily? Dr. London's uh, section of this documentary, is it mostly at this bar? I would say that uh, the majority is at the well, bar. Well, that's yes. where I and, and he's also not really doing okay. any doctoring. Well, okay. I could see why someone who's not in the world of medicine would assume that I'm not practicing it. Because, like, let's say I'm kind of focusing on what I was always told I was best at, which is, like, uh, palpating, which is touching stuff, and then uh the percussion which is where you just tap the like the the chest and the abdomen to to see where organs are because i always i did really well in those subjects in school and so yeah you're trying to bring that expertise to this bar but it just it just made me think because we're talking about these other doctors who have you know been sort of their reputations have been hurt lately well like i think it's because like is when they go up for karaoke they are bad like they they really oh they're also at this bar are most of the doctors in this documentary at this bar yes and they call it a bar i I don't think it's fair because like the space was originally designed as a bar but like lots of places are that way Um, well they have just as much food as they do drinks and karaoke anyway so that's uh just some of what i've been what my practice has been um and yeah and like yes a lot of physicians in the area especially if they've had a particularly rough day at their practice they will come to mine and unwind a little bit and then i'll you know palpate and percuss and uh and then and the thursdays we'll sing but like it's that honestly that feels like really it's about the medicine like it's about educating it's about you know telling patients hey you know you need to lose some weight you need to um take medicine uh and i can't exactly prescribe it right now yeah because you're uh like your song is like just starting yeah yeah it's a lot well because the the kj knows me uh yeah they won't let me kj anymore because i i really do just put myself up a bunch um but kj knows me and i slip him a five once in a while just to speed things up put me to the front of the line okay you sound like you're almost the leader of this like this gang of doctors with questionable licenses or with legal troubles. Uh, this is not what you told me the documentary was about. You told me the documentary was about real doctors and the real things they go through. You did not mention how much karaoke was going to be involved. You said a little, but sure. I figured, yeah, it's a documentary. There's gonna be a little karaoke. Is Dr. Is Dr. London like depicted as sort of like a cult leader for this just sort of group of, horrible doctors to be fair i didn't really think of it that way but i'm beginning to see a picture painted yeah london you have been eating a lot of silver lately like the lady from that one from the love has one documentary yeah well no that's because i just have too much silver that's that's not a medical thing 
Oh, okay. Yeah, you just don't trust other people with it, so you're like No, and like like I, I fig like it's yeah, just the safest place is your own place. Your body. Uh but uh, I I think you know what? I think if you edit the documentary fairly, then I, we, people will say see that this is like this is just how medicine is done and it's not some crazy whatever band of mis like it's not a Robin Hood situation. If anything, we're taking from the from the poor. So you don't take insurance because legally you can't at a pub is what you say. Yeah. Well, at, at a bar, at a bar. Is- can I, can I put a theory out there? Cause I love these kind of documentaries. This was like, it's like both true crime, but also like medical education. But if I put a theory out there, it sounds like you've sort of built a, a, you know, cult of personality. Let's say you've, you've built a little cult of description disgraced doctors and you've convinced them that you can get their license back and you believe that means doing these search parties where you like like, go and search in the woods and stuff yeah well in part because like i've woken up out there before and not had my stuff with right yeah a lot of times when you're on the job you say you're at the pub but you're you're drinking and yeah you do wake up in the middle of the night like in in the wooded areas quite a bit yeah and, like, I know I practice medicine because I'm missing, you know, a kid. Like, I have the surgical scar from it. So, like, I know I practice medicine. But uh, then I wake up and I'm like, oh, okay, where am I? You know, and I uh, just look for, you know, moss on the side of the tree and all this stuff. Like, I, and then I have to find my way back. Um, and, like, it's a whole thing. And so I know that if I get back to where I was or close to where I wake up, there's got to be a license around there. If not mine, someone's. Yeah. Maybe that'll be the ultimate like uh, twist to this documentary, like the jinx, right? Like the ultimate thing at the end is that you actually find, I don't know, this this hole where your licenses are. I have to assume, like it's gotta be, I, and I I say it like this, and it's like I know I'm gonna guess this is what the documentary hinges on is really kind of you know the story arc is can we find our licenses because then we can kind of go back to working in the hospital that'd be really neat um yeah you keep looking for those licenses buddy <clears throat> you'll find them one day well lulu is there anything else you need to know for um to make this work because I, f- I feel like we've already got this interview wise now i know next week you said that uh you you did want to follow me around uh this weekend search party you want to follow me around for that um now we've got we have had to hire people because not a lot of people show up for it. So uh we're also going to be starting a fundraiser for that. Um because that's turned out to be pretty expensive to get people to go searching for hours for something that um they don't believe exists or uh doesn't make sense logically if you think about it too much or like for a second. So um so we So Dr. A- London, can you remind me of where your credentials came from originally this missing license what? Ooh, i have to trace this back so um so i went to a nautical school uh on a boat oh a, a ship okay yes <laughs> thank you yeah you know what it was a ship i yeah so it's hard to say where it was because it just depends on where it was what port it was at that yeah. day let me think the last <laughs> port is that what you're asking yes okay yep. uh want to say it was galveston but honestly it could have been miami could have been Miami. Okay, well, uh, thank you so much for dropping by. I'm like pretty pumped about this. Um, you want to give anyone a 
shout out? Um, anything you're excited about? Um, is, is this the only documentary you're working on or do you have friends working on other documentaries? <laughs> I do have some uh, colleagues working on a uh, documentary called The Age of Audio. Um, so oh, that should great, be yeah. released next year. And I do have a couple. Or this year, by the time oh, this yes, comes this out. Oh, yes, that's true. Yes. Um, happy holidays, everyone. <laughs> um, and I'm working on a documentary and a film outside as well, but uh, more details to come. Okay. And uh, so the people work on that, one of them would be, I believe, the name uh, Sonetta Duncan. <laughs> that, that'd be the person to look up. Is, do, do, they have, do you know their socials? Any of that, where people can find them? Uh, I think her socials are just her name. Uh, very unoriginal. <laughs> All right. So, well, still go ahead. Give uh, her colleague a follow. Thank you so much for coming on, Lulu. Um, thank you to our producer, Cameron. Thank you to Digital on the Host. Thank you.